You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Napa know-how. Keeping it simple is usually a good thing. And when it comes to rewards programs, keeping it simple is always a good thing. That's why we made the Napa Rewards program effortless. All you need is your phone number to start saving on the parts and tools you need. Then we automatically give you $5 off your next purchase for every 100 you spend. So start saving today with Napa Rewards. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio, where we bring you all the drama, all the headlines from the world's best league. I'm Robbie Earl. I've got my mate Robbie Musto with me on what was a very important weekend for lots of clubs, not least Huddersfield Town, beating the mighty Manchester United at the John Smith Stadium. So, Robbie Musto, <laughs> how did David Wagner's team pull this off? Amazing. Amazing performance and an amazing result. The atmosphere uh, enabled it, Rob. The, the stadium, how excited they were to host Manchester United. It's been a long time coming in the Premier League for a, a club like Huddersfield Town to host a home game against Manchester United. And they didn't disappoint with their atmosphere. And the manager, uh, David Wagner, mm-hmm. always asking for that type of um, spirit from the fans and it absolutely helped a team that worked its socks off from the from Depoitra up front from Aaron Moy in midfield uh, from Schindler and Jorgensen and Lerva and defending players and Tom Smith at right back the whole team mm. played with such a air of this is the biggest game in our life this is our big cup final and and I, you know, not, not that I've ever played in a in a kind of a performance maybe that was as good as that but mm-hmm. I have played in similar situations where you're at a club that's, that's excited to host the big sides in the Premier League and you absolutely raise your game we did it against big sides like United and got good mm-hmm. results and this is another one of those situations Huddersfield hadn't scored Robbie Earl in their last four games yep. no goals mm-hmm. and what they did I thought it was really interesting and I'm not sure whether it's ironic or not but it, it was the way that Jose Mourinho likes to win games by yeah. pouncing pouncing on mm-hmm. errors and yeah they didn't they didn't proactively create a lot of chances Huddersfield but they took their chances really really well and, and that was the, the difference and from then on in there to hang in there which they did mm. um, but uh, just an amazing kind of scene afterwards and, and what a result it was there's a sense that they out Jose Jose didn't they they sat back yeah. 22% possession Rob so they didn't have mm. a lot of the ball as you said waiting for opportunities waited for mistakes and what impressed me most was I think today they wanted to put a show. I think they, they had a good tactic. The team, everybody in the team knew their role and what they were doing. And as you say, waited for their moments, got the goal, had to defend stoutly in the end. But, you know, it's a magic result for, for, for this football club and David Wagner. There were scenes at the end, Rob, and we see, we've seen the connection between the fans, the Terriers fans at John Smith Stadium and the club and David Wagner. He was out there for 15, 20 minutes. Can we just enjoy that? Or was it a case of it was a little bit OTT? I think people can say it was a little bit over over the top, but um, I, I think 
I think it's I, I have no problem with it and mm. I think it's important for, for Wagner to have that connection with the fans I think it's it's actually, actually critical that that relationship is there and that support mm. continues because again the euphoria from promotion and being in the Premier League I always found Rob and, and I got promoted a few times with course relegations mm-hmm. as well but it was about I thought it was about five or six games at home and then that euphoria used to drop off. So you're kind of looking around November time when the excitement, and if you play a mm-hmm. bad pass or if we have a bad result, the fans are okay with it. They forgive you because mm-hmm. of the excitement of being in the league. After five, six, seven games, home games, and you've had a few defeats and it starts to be a bit of a grind, that just drops off. Now, what he's done there, he's enabled another few weeks of of not that there's no pressure on the players playing at home, but yeah. a forgiveness, yeah. a, a credit that they've built up that when things start to get tough, because they obviously will, the fans will stay with them a little bit longer. So it's clever management by I David so. Wagner. And, um, Do you have listen, a problem with that? Did you absolutely not, like not, not at all. Listen, if it was me, I'm staying out for another 20. They're going to have to drag <laughs> me off. Are you beating Manchester United? Jose Mourinho's Manchester United. Let's talk about United, Rob, because uh, not a good day. Jose... Went to Huddersfield and would have expected all, all three points. So, not a good day for Mino and his team. And this was his reaction, how he summed up his team's performance. We deserved it. The team that wanted more, want to work more, want to compete more, want to be more aggressive, won. So, when the best team wins, nothing to say. Well, I think I think we can all agree that it's nice to hear Jose talk with honesty mm-hmm. and with realism and kind of be very kind of humble to the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, they were better than us. Um, so I applaud that. And that's refreshing. Um, Why do maybe, I think there's a but? Well, because, <laughs> because, because that's our job, Rob. Our job is to is to analyse and to try and give an opinion about mm-hmm. why he did that and why he said those things. Again, I'll say it's great for him to say that. But I don't believe, and we can talk about it, mm-hmm. that that was the reason, or it shouldn't be the reason, that Manchester United lost at Huddersfield is because they wanted it more than them. Surely Man United with Jose Mourinho and the players that they've got mm-hmm. and the money that they've spent should be better than they, w- they wanted it more than us. Because some clubs will want it more. They will want it more. But quality, you expect to take over. Now, if he would have said in that interview, um, they wanted it more than us, and you know what? I, I didn't think our quality, I was really disappointed mm. with our attacking play. Our quality wasn't there. Does he there. have to tell us that? Or is he, can no, he, have that, that, he can doesn't he, have can, to. But, no. but that's our job, Rob. To, to, mm-hmm. And that's what I think. My, my opinion mm-hmm. of that game was, you know what? Do you know what my first note I wrote down as watching this game very closely? Um, it's only after about five or ten minutes. It's yeah. like, United always start kind of solidly. There's never a slow kind of slack start. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it went on to be to be disappointing, but you know, so so the the atmosphere or the attitude at the start was was absolutely right. Yeah. Um, but you know, going into the reasons why they didn't win this game for me is a little bit m- uh, more in detail of what I feel about Jose Mourinho, that he's a, he's a magnificent reactive coach where he sits a shape up and he reacts to what the opponents are doing and he, he finds ways to win. Now, two mistakes that yeah. happen. They happen, and now, okay, 2-0 behind. Right, okay, let's see United. Let's see you be proactive. Mm. Let's see you combine and get chemistry and find and and have to break down teams with good football. That's what, in my opinion, he's never been very good at, um, and it showed today. So that was my disappointment. I know they've got players missing. Mm. I know Pogba's going to make a big difference, um, and Fellaini and and, and Jones went off, and Baye's out, and Ibrahimovic might come in at some point. But Mm. I'm still, you know, at the very start of the season, Rob, you know, I went for Manchester City because I still felt that in this long grind of a season, you know, United won't quite have with this squad 
enough creative nous or, or, or the players that can do that won't be trusted enough or in good enough form well, you could say with Mkhitaryan and others, to be able to do that. And I think today was an example. It's interesting because you're going down the creative line, and I get that, but you know, it's a team that scored four goals on, on a few occasions this season. All I'm going to say is I think his disappointment comes as much from his defending mistakes. When Mata loses a ball in midfield, they get yeah. punished. Lindelof misjudges a ball, is punished. Jose Mourinho wins titles with teams that keep clean sheets yeah, don't make mistakes, and don't yeah. make mistakes, and then they win that game 1-0. And I think he's just a disappointment in that. And I just want to point you towards the centre-back, because I think if you go on record, you said to me about Manchester United, and I said, still not convinced with the centre-back pairing, even mm. when they're fit. Baye, Jones, Smalling, Lindelof, Rojo put them in. I'm not sure these are top title-winning partnership between yeah. any of them, Rob. It still worries me, that centre-back. Well, well, so that I, I agree. And so between your main thought and my main thought, that would be the kind of the issues, if, mm. if you like. And, and, of course, United can still win the league and they can still react and they can prove us both wrong. But they are the issues. Just a, a side note, Rob, I want to hit you with as well. Yeah. One matter and, and anti-Martial kind of pulled mm. off a half-time. Yeah. And we know, you know, when you're in the half-time um, mm. locker room and, you, and you're, you're disappointed like everybody yeah. else... The last thing you want to be doing is dragged off the pitch. Correct. Does it? Does does? And I know Mourinho's a hard. He's a hard mm. ass guy, and he does, yeah. does it. Does it feel like a punishment if you're one matter and anti Martial? You know, absolutely feels punished. like a punishment. I know exactly and where you're going. And does that over a period of time, Rob, expect the players' mm. relationship with the manager? Possibly, but that's how he is, Rob. And, and and it's to a point where you know what we've been saying: is it Martial? Is it Rashford? Is it Martial? You know what? Now it might be Rashford for the next month. That's how he is. He, he does it. He doesn't tread lightly. He's, he, he's heavy, heavy-handed when he needs to be. And I think he was heavy-handed today to mm. prove a point to some players. If you start in my team, you don't give the ball away, and you have to do your defensive duties. Just want to get a few tweets in before we take a break, Rob. You, you yeah. put a, a tweet out today and said, "Not a good day for Jose today. All teams lose, though. It's a long season." But Manchester United fans, what disappointed you most? We got loads of response. Some great responses. Yash Beaker said. Pereira matches partnership. United desperately need Fellaini and Pogba. Mimo said lack of lack of attack plan, mentally unaware of the opponents. And Matt Van Swartout said starts playing away from home. Again, their chemistry and like-minded awareness was gone. Yet again, injuries affect the points. Yeah, just a few more, Rob, as well. Ahmed Habab um, tweets us to say, and I kind of agree with some of this, losses happen, it's a long season. Hate it when media read too much into one shock loss, even if United lacked creativity. So that, that's picked up there. And just a couple of others. Uh, Kevin Aritza tweets us to say, for me, the player's attitude. They started way too lax. These things happen, though, and in a way it's necessary. Changes will surely be made. Those are a ton. I mean, we've got other ones about Victor Lundelof yeah. and the lack of pace and cohesion in front of goal. Uh, that was from um, Tosin Odoola. So plenty of responses mm. and, you know, maybe you know, even different opinions to us. Creativity was mentioned. Attitude yeah. was mentioned. So I think between Jose and us, you know, it, it was a bad day for Manchester United, but, but not... I, you can't be too damning. They've had a good start to the season and they'll definitely bounce back. You just wonder, Rob, whether the attitude of that nil-nil duel last week at Anfield, though, and then three points dropped today, all of a sudden there's a you know, five-point gap now. It, yeah. It's on United, isn't it? They can't afford too many, too many more yeah. mistakes. But Manchester United got humbled by Huddersfield as David Wagner and his men took care of business at the John Smith Stadium. Next up, we'll turn our attention to the other team in Manchester who just keep rolling on. You're listening to Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. Now we'll turn our attention to Pep's Manchester City, 
We didn't have it all their own way in the Champions League, winning 2-1 against Napoli, but certainly are looking the part in the Premier League right now. I watched this game, Robbie Musto, mm. and it was a City team that, in a way, kind of in cruise control, got to a 3-0 wheel. Win took them up to nearly 30 minutes to, to get a, a penalty. It was a penalty. Nick Pope came out and caught Bernardo. Aguero gets his goal. And then they, they second half found a way with, with goals from Otamendi from, from the corner kick and Sane onto another wonderful ball from Kevin De Bruyne. It wasn't sparkling city. And I, one of my sort of challenges today was I thought a Burnley team that are going to be organised difficult to play against it's not the glamour of, of some of the Champions League or the, or the bigger games and I just thought might be a test of attitude might just see if the focus is quite right well they got it done Aguero came into the team Bernardo came into the team Jesus and Sterling were rested and whatever combination he seems to put out these goals all over this side and they're getting the job done Rob you know in, in, in times past we said well City don't and they don't play well they don't always win they get into the habit of, of not being at the sparkling best, but making sure they get three points. Yeah, when you said they had to be patient, I, I think back to the first game of the season at Brighton, because mm. we was there, and yeah. I was pitch side, and I, I, you, you saw that patience, mm-hmm. you saw that calmness, that kind of the self-confidence that they'll find a way through it, and I guess it's the same situation today. Just just some numbers. I mean, Aguero, 7-7, seven seven. Jesus, 6-8, seven. Sane's 5 goals now in 9, Sterling is 6 goals in 7. These are all league numbers. They're all fantastic numbers. Mm. Tw- a plus 28 goal difference, Robbie, or the top of the league. Yeah. And by the way, this Premier League this season is decent. There's a strong United side. Spurs are very good. Chelsea are the champions. And Liverpool, this is not a weak league. So I think, I think it's the time to start asking some big questions. And oh, I, I, know, big. I know it's big, and I know there's a long way to go. But we are, if they keep this up, okay, which is, of course, the big if, um, we could be looking at not only the best team ever in the Premier League era, but the best top flight team ever in the England England's in England's divisions. Calm down. Bobby Musto. No, but it, you can't if they keep this up if they keep it up with this style of play Rob and in this quality division games in. And and the big question I'll say is the, the, there's a there's a, a period of, of the season coming up. Where you your big your big thing is durability. Yep. Of course. So we're going to go. Yeah, now, don't we're don't go, go now. there yet. No, don't go no, there. No, yet. Let, let, let me just talk. We're going to go to weather, and we're going to go to number of games. Yeah. Those are tests of the durability. If yeah. we if we are twenty games in and still the same thing, then I, I think we're ready for this conversation. But as good as City are, and, and as well as they play, and deserve all the credit, Rob. Two two bad results. Ch- can change the outlook. Two, two bad defensive mistakes gets us talking about they can't defend still, they can't keep the concentration. I know, I know all that. Okay, but before, mm. before that, you know, those questions start to come, and of course yeah. they'll come over the yeah. next few weeks, but the way that they're playing and the football that you're seeing and the goals that they're scoring in this division, they've smashed Liverpool, they've yeah. already inc- inc- impressively Absolutely. beat Chelsea. Mm. This is some of the best football, by the way, that's ever been seen in England. That's what I'm saying. And, and do you... Do you agree with that? Or, or is there a team great, that's played there? Well, there's been some great... The Liverpool teams have played some great football. The Manchester United teams have played. The Arsenal As good teams as this? Have, as many goals as this? I'll tell you, when Arsenal were good, they were very good, Rob. To, to be, Liverpool yeah. were very good. And I'm, I'm not decrying that Manchester City won't. I, I need the body of work. I need longer time. I, I need the season. And so, listen, I, I'm with you in, in rejoicing what we've got and appreciating what Pep's brought and the style of football. But what I would say is I, I still need to give it a little bit more time 
before we're talking about that because there is still, you know, Fabian Delph is playing at left back and doing a great job for them. But there may, may be games where he gets found out. Otamendi yeah. and Stones, you know, are, are they being challenged against Burnley team that lost Chris Wood early? Uh, Ad Ashley Barnes on wasn't really an attacking threat. I think I've still got to see some more bigger battles, some more durability, some more of those ugly wins or days when it isn't going so well. But today, they didn't play great well, but they got the result and, and were comfortable against a very good Burnley team. Yeah, I just it's just a thought. It's just a, a thought of appreciation of what we've already seen mm. and in terms of some of the football that we've watched in recent weeks um, and the style and given some of the opponents now with Liverpool and Chelsea, then, you know, you, you've got to be excited. Of course, you know, the, the, the coming weeks are going to tell you a lot with, yeah. with all the games, etc. Etc. and also into February, March in the knockout stage of the Champions League with all the games that come so quickly. The one thing I would say, Rob, is, is they sit at the top of the table now with five-point gap. Yeah. Tell you what, the chasing pack don't want that to get to anywhere near double figures because it could be all over then. They could almost have a couple of bad games and still be there. So I think it's all on for the rest of the pack to make sure they, they catch them up. I just think the, um, the, the added goal threat of mm. Jesus this season, the output of Raheem Sterling, the assist Sane. of Kevin De Bruyne, another one today, Sane and is, the emergence of Leroy Sane, mm. you know, you're starting to get everything kind of come together really well. Um, but no, it's uh, uh, playing some amazing stuff right now. Let me just switch tack for you because a lot of talk about Pep and his team and quite rightly getting all the plaudits. But I want to mm. talk about a man who, who's not in, in anywhere the stylish mo- mode of, of Pep, but he, he's got a team that ninth in the table, Sean Dyche, doing a brilliant job again. There is talk that he's number one contender for the Leicester City job. Yeah. Good fit. Good move for him, or do you stay where you are if you're Sean Dyche? I think this this absolutely makes sense. I mean, I've said in the past about Sean Dyche, people said, you know, is he ready for a, for a big six-club job? And I just don't think he is right now. But going to Leicester City, legit stadium, legit kind of support. It's a proper football club, mm. bigger budget. Mm. Um, you know, it's a bigger, it's just a bigger situation where he can establish himself as a Premier League manager uh, and also enhance his, his career resume at that club I think this would be a, a really good what about some him. of those players though Rob that seem to didn't like Ranieri talk that you know down tools got him out suggestions that one or two haven't liked a few things with Shakespeare got him out is mm. that is that not a viper's nest is that not something you'd worry about if you're Sean Dyche going in there well I think what we know of him um, is that he's a good man manager Mm. he seems like a brilliant bloke he's got a great sense of humour I'm sure his relationship with players is really good he would have to go in there and and kind of lay down the law straight away and say listen you're either with me Mm. or you can leave the club because there might be a little bit of rebuilding that he has to do going into that football club and the owners uh, you know there's a question mark over those those guys as well so that he'd have to think about but just given the club and the manager and that Burnley is is always going to be fighting Rob isn't it a little bit um, in terms of it's, it's staying in the Premier yeah. League or developing the Premier League this would be a brilliant fit for Sean Dyche well I, th- I think the option is that you stay with a Burnley team where you, you're starting yeah. to get control you upgrade it each season and, and keep building your reputation or you jump into a Leicester and see what it's like well, Manchester City, 20 goals in the last four Premier League home matches. They've got a five-point gap at the top, and they really, anybody else has got to close that gap up. Next to the reigning champions, that was Chelsea, who've not been having a good time of late and faced a difficult Watford team. I'm Earl, he's Musto, and together with the two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio.
Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. Now, a loss for Chelsea today, and I think there were plenty of people who were ready to, to write them off. In the end, Chelsea got the points, but Watford again received plenty of plaudits. And I described him after the game as saying, this is one of the best Watford teams I can remember in the Premier League era, Robbie Musto. Have I been drinking or...? <coughs> Uh, no, it's it's for you. It's pretty. It's a quite accurate and sensible thing to say, actually. Yeah, I and uh, thinking, yeah. I, I I think it's you know my my reaction was when you look at some of these players. Like my thought was, you know what, this club is is all about recruitment, and some of these players are really good players, and they've been well picked up, which is correct. But I, I think I tweeted out something like that, and somebody said to me, "Well, hang on a minute. Most of these players were here last season, mm. and, and that person's absolutely right. They were here last year, and of course, they're going to get a little bit more comfortable, familiar in the Premier League the, the following season. But it's Marco Silva. It's Marco Silva, Rob, and we mm. talked a lot about him. Yeah. Gave him so much praise at Hull City. What yeah. a great job he did. He's absolutely showing it here. He matched Chelsea's system today. You know, after you look at the game after ten minutes or so, and I'm like, wow, this." Mm. You know, this they they're very even to Chelsea. There's very little between the two sides, and you know, and, and a three-one header that would have been three-one. Michalowski yeah, missed Michalson, that header from yeah. six yards out. Could have made it three-one. This game could have been very different. So I think from Watford's point of view, again, just continue to impress both the players. You know, there's one point, Rob. I looked at the front three, and I know yeah. you know over the course of the game, you know, Chelsea probably come out on top, but Pereira, yeah, yeah, but Pereira, Dini, and Richarlison. Mm compared to Hazard, Morata and Pedro. I'm now, I know what the bigger names are, mm. but I tell you what, for, for large periods of that game, yeah. um, you know, the Watford three were as lively and as mm. good as the Chelsea three. I'd absolutely agree with you, but it, it begs a question, Rob, and I, I know Marco Silva's only been at Watford for three or four months, but on the basis that you're saying he, work, he, get, he gets a group of players, he can make a group of players better and, and put them results, would he not be in the frame, let's just say the Everton job came up? Would he not be somebody you you would look at and think I'd have to I'd have to go for him because he knows the league. You've seen him do do it go in at Hull and prove that group nearly get them out of trouble. He's gone in at Watford. Yes, it's early days, nine games in, but you already see the signs of, of, of his work. Is it, is it, could it be a problem for Watford holding on to this guy? Well, you know what? Your memory is miles better than me. We laugh mm. about it sometimes, right? But we, we can talk about Shakespeare. Uh, sorry, not Shakespeare. Uh, the Leicester job. What are we saying? Oh, yeah, Sean Sean Dyche going to Leicester. Mm. Um, And maybe Marcus Silva going to Everton. But you tell me, when's the last time that the managers in Premier League clubs just resign and walk out and go and no, take another job in Premier League. They don't. So I, I just don't. You know, these co- these conversations are great, but I can't remember it happening, Rob. Well, it's not easy to happen, mm-hmm. or it's not. It's really poor etiquette, I'm sure, between the owners to go and poach somebody else's manager. So yeah. um, Newcastle yeah. and Pardew, yeah, something like that. Was it one of those? I mean, this yeah, is where your they're, all, good. they're all messy, and, and I know what you mean. Unless he's out it of contract, happen. unless they're going to pay big money for him, yeah. I mean, said that Marco Silva's been impressive enough. Uh, we'll have oh, to yes. see how that one, one goes. Let's talk about Chelsea because 1-0 up, 2-1 down and Watford having chances and playing good football. Had to dig deep a little bit today. Antonio Conte was challenged and I thought for, for periods of the game was, wasn't quite himself. I, I almost felt it was one of them days where the team lifted him and, and, and got him going a little I, bit. I'm not sure about that. I, when I saw him, he was dancing around and... and, mm. and it, it maybe he's, he, you know they weren't playing so well, so maybe yeah. it wasn't one. I didn't see that much difference in him. I saw some difference from his team. I thought Alvaro Morata had a poor game. Yeah, he looked a little got bit bullied, tired. Didn't he? I thought he got yeah, bullied got, a bit as well. Yeah, and that that would be a little bit of concern about him. Mm. Um, other other uh, definites, I thought Engolo Kante. You're seeing it now. It, the job that he's doing, yeah. sniffing out danger, stopping things like that. Bakayoko um, still got a little bit to do. 
Yeah, Bakayoko didn't. Yeah, he was. He shows good bits. Mm. I, I, there's parts of the game today. I think, well, here we go. This is this is what he can do. Mm. And then he then he makes some mistakes and didn't get the ball away. Didn't track very well for the goal. Um, but in all fairness, you know, Antonio Conte figured it out. Rob, he, yeah, just, he changed exactly. the system, made the subs, and they somehow found a way to win the game. And the only thing I would say, like, and, and we keep hearing this all the time now about mm. these rumours that something's not right yeah, at Chelsea. I'm yeah. getting a little bit fed up of it. I'm getting a little bit well, fed well, up of the well, rumours. Doesn't, doesn't doesn't somebody have to put that to bed? I don't care about. I don't care about rumours. I yeah, don't but, care but, about who's not you know, feeling good. Do you know when rumours rumours come along? This is the point I, I well, wanted to the make. Rumors? Uh, well, Who, what, well the, the rumours are that Conte wants to go back to Italy. That 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 seems a big one. It, it, it hasn't been distinguished. And those rumours come out, Rob. And and this is my point that I made today. I said. This could be a very, very important uh, result for Chelsea today. One of those defining... And, and people might say, oh, you know, you're going over the top. Well, there would have been 12 points behind Manchester City oh, if, yeah. they, if they lost the game. It would have been one where those, those rumours and gossip start when things start going wrong. So people start getting into the manager. People start saying to the, to, the, to the players, are you training a bit harder than you were? Do you look a bit tired? And they go, yeah, yeah. And all that stuff starts coming out. It was out. all garbage, and you, it? you felt it was starting to come last week. And I think with a the, with the defeat today, I think we would have, we'd have had a headline full of Chelsea and turmoil, players not happy, Conte, da-da-da. And I think the win actually extinguished a, a lot of that stuff that could come out. Well, it, some of it still might come out because people think, you know, because this game was in the balance for a little while that things aren't quite right. The only thing I would say is that this is a team that were champions last year. They just mm. don't look as hungry this year. And it's, that's down to the players. It's down to the manager. They just don't look the same team. I mean, they're not as though they're having a disaster. They're kind of in, yeah. they're still kind of in and around the top of the league. They're fourth right now. But it, it's just, they're not playing very well. Don't have to blame it or to pin it to, he wants to go there yeah, but, or the well, players aren't happy f- or people whatever. People want to have a reason, don't yeah, they? But they I don't want to have a reason. No, I, want to look at, I want to look at the game on a Saturday or a Sunday or whatever and say, right, they lacked. And today, defensively not as good as they've been before. Not the same drive, not the same energy. Miss Angola Kante, Morata was poor. That's the reason. Nothing else. Ma- but they're not yeah. controlling games in the manner. For, no. for long periods of the game, I mean, it was 50-50 possession. It wasn't that Chelsea were allowing Watford to have the ball. They couldn't get it at times. Conte mm. is a huge miss and, and is somebody who leads the, fo- the force. But that must be a bit of a worry. When they've won the title, Rob, they, they yeah. generally control yeah. matches and, and they've, they've, they've lost a little bit of that. Now, whether that's hunger, whether that's because of your champions, I don't know. These, these are big-time players. These are international players. And other clubs have, have got injuries and have played Champions League games as well. Mm. Man, Man City are just destroying everybody and they've had difficult Champions League games during the week. So, you know, I, I just get a little bit tired of, the, you know, trying to pick... Um, kind of excuses or, or reasons just look at the games because everything you can see during a week you see it in the matches and they're not playing as well and I don't put it down to manager wanting to get away or any other kind of a reason that's made up um, you just expect more from them And it, but it's difficult this league is difficult Watford are a good side they have played Champions League so it's difficult but they're not as, as, as in tune or as, um, as, as, as kind of in form as some of the other sides in the league. Let's talk a little bit about Michi Batshuayi because yeah. last weekend, after about 50-odd minutes, he, he got subbed. Shoot, you could see the disappointment written all over his face. He comes off the pitch. Probably we were starting to say manager doesn't really mm. trust him. Mm. Kind of had to throw him on today. Maratta's had the injuries and, and, and was getting yeah. knocked around a little bit. And I mm. really felt for, for Batshuayi today. I, well, well done that he's gone on there, scored a great first header, showed good strength to get his brace. Might he de- might he deserve a bit of, a bit of uh, match time now? I think he does deserve a bit of match time, but then again, I think Alvaro Morata has shown Rob that that he could be really good in this league, and he had a bad day today. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't I wouldn't leave him out the side. I think Morata has shown before his injury 
a really sharp striker. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like it takes him a little bit of time to get back into his full stride after he's had the injury, mm-hmm. but I'd get so I'd have him back in there. But I'm with you. Batshuayi, full marks to him. We saw him last week. He yeah. was devastated. And this is great character. He made that brilliant run for the headed goal today and found his feet and scored mm-hmm. again. The, the confidence he will get from scoring those two goals will be fantastic. And the trust, hopefully, that the manager has in him now will be, will be higher. But again, I would go back to Morata. He's got to get back in the side. Got to get scoring goals again and get back to his best. Yep, I'm with you on that. But it always helps when you come on and score a couple of goals mm. in competition for places and show something that Antonio Conte wants. So from 2-1 down to a 4-2 win, it was never easy for Chelsea today, but they got the business done. Next, I want to turn the clock back for Jay Towers and West Ham United losing at home 2-0 to Brighton. Suggestions that Slavin Bilic may be soon out of his job. What's happening at the Hammers? Musty and I'll discuss that and get deeper into the conversation. This is Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio, and all we talk is Premier League. Welcome back to Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. And we'll get to our last segment. And before the game on Friday night, the West Ham owner David Sullivan said Slavin Village has a job till the end of his contract, which is at the end of the season. Then they'll review the situation. Then, following a 2 0 loss at home to Brighton, 12 hours later, the reports that there was an emergency board meeting to decide the manager's future. Robbie must have been a bit confused. I mean, first of all, it's not that it means too much, but it's still nice for the for the owner to come mm. out and say, listen, we trust this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what he did say, Robert, you just didn't say, that unless it gets desperate, desperate. Yeah. Uh, which I think is his little out. Um, now, it's just how desperate it is and at what point in the season does he pull the trigger. Um, it, it just quickly on that, for me, if, if it was me in charge right now, I'd be looking at the next two or three weeks that I want to see real progression if not, I'm going to be start looking for a new manager because it's enough now, Rob. It's enough about the stadium. Mm. It's enough about last year's difficulties mm. with, yeah. with uh, Payet leaving the club and messing it up. You know, they've got people like Arnautovic into the club. They've got yeah. Lanzini. They've got Javier Hernandez. They've got Font and Zabaleta as, as defending experience. They've got Joe Hart as a goalkeeper. Mm. There's a lot of good players now. And to be fair, a lot of those guys hasn't been f- haven't been fit and available to play for Slaven Village, but they are now. So mm. that's why I, I still say, you know what, give them two or three weeks uh, and, and see where we are at that point. And, and when you talk about Marco Silva and what he's done, Rob, he, he's getting more from his players than, than you would say to Mark Slaven Village has. One of the issues I, I, I kind of have a little bit with, with, with Slaven at, at West Ham is they keep sort of changing between four at the back, three at the back, one holding midfield. There doesn't look any consistency as though this is the style that we're going to play. This is what suits my group of players, and he's going to go with it. I never quite know who West Ham are, Rob. Well, that's 100% right. When they got a victory a few weeks ago, and it was out of desperation, and it was banging the ball long at home, and I remember, I think I was on, on in the studio and yeah. saying... Okay, credit. Yeah, won the game, but that's the West Ham fans don't want that. Against Huddersfield it was, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was Huddersfield, I think. Yeah, kind of smash, mm. bang, wallop, get the ball forward, and big Andy Carroll smashing into people, and they won the game. And 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 that's okay for an emergency situation. Now Andy Carroll wasn't available for this mm. match because he he hit too many people and he's out. Yeah. So I expected, okay, now go back to West Ham way, and they lost three nil, and you had Lanzini playing, mm. and Javier Hernandez playing, and Marco Nautovic playing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's you know Mikel Antonio has been has been good for them, mm. and he's not getting a tune out of these players. Like I said, another couple of weeks training, another couple of two or three weeks to to figure it out if things aren't better and the results continue to be a massive struggle you've got to look to change a manager and, and they go Crystal Palace I think it's next weekend Rob. It, it, the problem is if you don't win some of those games you expected to win 
and then you start bringing in a manager against some of the, and you've got the, the tougher opposition, aren't you leaving yourself a little bit short? It goes back to loyalty to a manager mm, and, and giving yeah. him time. And, we're we're, and, we're and, nine and games in, Rob. Yeah, yeah, it's nine games in, that's all. My, it's not, my warning sign last night, Rob, was that the players knew the position. They were on the same exact same uh, points and, and record as Brighton coming into the game. A win took, would have taken them mid-table and all of a sudden the pressure's off the manager. A defeat drops them right near the bottom of the table. Yet, you've just used a great phrase, he couldn't get a tune out of people. Marco Anatovic, mm. who's his record signing for $32.5 million, he has to drag off. And, and, and yeah, Anatovic gets booed. Now, those are the kind of things that owners and chairmen in boardroom are sitting and going, we paid how much for this guy? And we're paying him apparently over £100,000 a week. And when you need him, this guy is, 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 isn't doing it. Those are the kind of things that put more pressure on managers when players that they, they, they've gone out on a limb to sign and spend good money aren't producing on the pitch. And that's why let, he's got to get a tune. Let me tell you who I'm going to go for if I'm the ownership and things don't look good in the next two weeks. And I think it'd be perfect. I'm not sure you're going to get him, but it'd be perfect. Go on. Brendan Rodgers. Let's discuss that. Doesn't come. Doesn't come. Doesn't come from. What? He doesn't leave Scottish football. Doesn't for leave that. Scottish football for, for West Ham United, in my opinion. Disagree. Disagree. Big disagree. Big club, big stadium, big I potential, good budget in London. Mm. I, think he, I think he'd fancy it, Rob. He can take West Ham. He can take him a long way, I think. I think it'd be perfect for him. His style of play is totally West Ham style, yeah. Rob. You know it makes sense, yeah. mate. You know it makes sense. Uh, no, no, it's not I, easy to get a manager from I somebody like it, else. I like it, but uh, I'm not you sure. You don't think he would leave Celtic? I think, I think that's a big sell for him to leave Celtic oh, to go. But you'd love it, would Would Carlo Angelotti take that job? No. I don't think so. But I, I think, think Rodgers Brendan Rodgers would feel he's I don't, something else. I think he likes a little bit of London. Likes a little bit of London. It's a good environment. It's, they've got a bit of money. They've, they've spent money on players and salaries. And I just think that's the guy that I'd be knocking his door down if, if I was the ownership of West Ham. Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to knock it either. It's a, it's a great shout. Let, let, let's keep that one up. It sounds like you might have a bit of inside information. No, I just, I just thought about it. I thought, you know, that style and somebody who can play good football and can handle a big club, it's him. Yep. And let's also not remember there was another team playing that game. Brighton, Chris Hewton's doing a good job, nice and steady. All they did teams promoted out of the championship seem to be holding their own which would be great to see them all stay in wouldn't it and three others drop out but Chris Hewton gets his team organised they know what they're doing everybody knows their role in, in responsibility and uh, look nice and solid Rob I, I, just, just quickly just quickly mm. on that Newcastle 6th Huddersfield 11th Brighton 12th yeah. I mean amazing yeah. so far the promoted team's really well good let's preview the uh, games coming up tomorrow yeah, real quick. quickly yep. Everton play Arsenal two teams in the Europa League cool who needs this one more? I've got to say Ronald Koeman, wouldn't he, at the moment? Yeah, just. I, I think so. I think so. Interesting one for me, just quickly on this, Rob. Olivier Giroud was mm. wanted by Everton. Yeah. My goodness, he would have cool. made a difference because that's what they Hold on, hold on. Stop, stop a moment. You praising Olivier Giroud? Well, I think for Everton, he'd be really good. With Rooney, with, with somebody mm. else up there, I, I think that would have been a good game. Yeah. yeah, it would have been a good Everton game. Really interesting need whether he plays tomorrow, Giroud, or whether Lacazette starts up front. Talk about Ozil and, and Sanchez as well. So, great one to look forward to. The yeah. coverage begins 7 a.m. Eastern, 7.30 a.m. Eastern time on NBC. Ascent. And then we've got Tottenham Liverpool from Wembley, Rob. I mean, I said today, that's Coleman's be like a cup final, couldn't it? Two exciting teams. It's not going to be a game for, for Liverpool where it, it shut down like Manchester United. This one should have plenty of goals. Yeah, should be fantastic. Signing. Should be a fantastic game. I think Spurs can make a statement by beating Liverpool at Wembley. You think they can go and win? Uh, I think they can go there and win, but I think um, 
you know, Spurs can yeah. absolutely make a statement by winning. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I, I think the same thing as well. So, are we, are we running out of time? Or we, we are, mate. We, I think we're running out of time. time. Yeah, so that just leaves us time to reward the tweet of the day. That goes to Ahmed Habeb, who tweeted about the media jumping on the defeat for Manchester United. said, give them a break. Ahmed, please make sure you direct message your address, and we'll get a two-robbie score for you in the post in the next couple of days. So, on a date that belongs really to Huddersfield Town, they beat the mighty Manchester United for the first time in, since 1952. Remember, for more debate and discussion, you can download the Two Robbies podcast and make sure you rate and review the shows and let us know which team you support and why, and we'll read out the best responses on our next Premier League podcast. Yeah, thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back Saturday, 5pm Eastern time, to discuss all the big stories in the Premier League, including Man United versus Spurs. So until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good, good night. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.